freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. Welcome to episode 86 of Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are sponsored by azfirearms.com, the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. And I am one of your hosts, Cheryl Todd. And I'm the other guy, Dan Todd. Welcome to the show. Our theme today is Black Guns Matter, and I'm sure Cheryl will explain that to us in a minute. But first, I want to tell you about our guest. Our first hour, we have uh, Maj Torre, founder of Black Guns Matter, which is coming to Arizona on Cinco de Mayo as part of a inaugural 50-state 50, 50 tour mm-hmm. to help urban communities learn their gun rights and responsibilities. We have John Correa, the founder of Active Self-Protection, as well as, well as head inst- instructor. He is a Christian pastor, a U.S. Navy veteran, and will be one of our speakers at the Black Guns Matter Arizona Tour. Our second hour, we have Minister Jazz. She's a Black Guns Matter movement's de-escalation specialist, educating and engaging traditionally opposed communities about their rights as U.S. citizens, particularly regarding our Second Amendment. Oppressed communities, but yes. Oppressed, okay, all right. We also have Alara Smith. She's a national spokesperson of the Liberal Gun Club, a national organization that seeks to ensure an educated liberal voice in debates on gun controls and the Second Amendment. She's here to talk to us about some important work she has been doing in the state of California. We also have our Responsibly Armed Citizen Report and Dan's Commentary. Um. <laughs> All right. So, I mean, clearly the theme being Black Guns Matter and Maj Ture, who is the founder of that group, Black Guns Matter, that definitely ties together. But I wanted to say a few more words about that. I mean, why do black guns or any guns for that matter matter? Why is there all this hubbub about the Second Amendment anyway? I mean, I hear people say things like, I don't understand why you think you need a gun. I mean, just call the police if there's a problem. I also hear people say, I don't even own any guns, so why should I care about Second Amendment laws and issues? Well, I can't say it any better than this audio clip does. So here is Chris Cox, the executive director of the NRA ILA, which is the Institute for Legislative Action, asserting the truth that to deny one constitutional freedom criminalizes the entire Bill of Rights. If 10 states made it a felony to read the New York Times, the media would run the story 24-7 until Congress fixed the assault on the First Amendment. But when 10 states criminalize the Second Amendment, the media says nothing. They don't report that honest, well-meaning people, nurses, stay-at-home moms, veterans, even a disaster relief worker, 
have been charged with felonies for simply having a lawfully owned firearm. Each was legally licensed to carry a firearm in their home state, but arrested and charged as criminals when safely carrying it through another, less free state. When states can deny one constitutional freedom, they can criminalize the entire Bill of Rights. On behalf of America's 100 million gun owners, we will fight until the full measure of our Second Amendment freedom is restored to every citizen in every corner of the land. We are the National Rifle Association of America, and we're freedom's safest place. A hundred million gun owners. Isn't that awesome? It really is. Um, and if we all really used our voices the way that, that we should, I mean, <laughs> we, we wouldn't be facing some of the nonsense laws that are, are out there. But for whatever reason, we, we stick our head in the sand or we get distracted or, or I honestly don't know. But what did you say? A hundred million? Right. I mean, come on. You know, probably right now, as we're speaking, somebody is using a firearm to protect themselves from a criminal. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> probably right more than one person. Right. Happens I mean, every single day. We rarely hear about it. Um, but anyway, I just thought that was an incredible audio, uh, by Chris Cox of the NRA. And I don't want to delay one more second because we actually have a very special guest waiting on the line right now. We have Nick Adams. He is the founder of flag flag is the foundation for Liberty and American greatness. This is an organization dedicated to promoting American exceptionalism and combating anti-Americanism worldwide. He's also the author of Green Card Warrior and one of our newest legally immigrated American citizens. Nick will also be the keynote speaker at the annual Arizona Rifle and Pistol Association Dinner on Saturday, May 6th at 5 p.m. We still have some tickets available if you want to come out and meet Nick in person. You can go to ASRPA.com for those and welcome to the show, Nick Adams. Good morning. How you doing? Oh, fantastic. So great to hear your voice again. It's wonderful to be back with you and I'm really looking forward to coming to the great state of Arizona in just a couple of weeks time for what is going to be a momentous event and occasion. Oh, fantastic. I, we are so, I mean, just, I'm just blown away that, that you were able, they were able to get you. I mean, you're a pretty big get these days, right? I mean, you're a big deal. <laughs> well, look, the, 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 the outgoing president uh, of the ASRPA has been a very longtime friend and supporter of mine, Noble C. Hathaway, mm-hmm. and he's like family to me. And when Noble asked me to do something, uh, I've got to do it. So I'm, I'm really excited. It's going to be great. I understand that turnout's going to be wonderful as well. And it's going to be great to be with just a group of patriots that love the Second Amendment, that understand that without the Second Amendment, there are no other amendments, that understand that the Second Amendment is the cornerstone of American exceptionalism and uh, are just there to celebrate mm-hmm. their right to be different to the rest of the world. Absolutely. Well, Nick, I want to... Uh, thank you for joining the team. You know, uh, we need all the support we can get. Well, I appreciate it. I, look, I, I, I came here to uh, join the place, not change it. Mm-hmm. I came here to to give and not take, to make uh, and not receive. And uh, look, I'm, I came to America because I love it the way that it is. And one of the reasons why I came to America is that 
there's more freedom here than anywhere else. And that includes the, the God-given right uh, to be able to protect yourself and your family and, and your home. Uh, unfortunately, that kind of common sense, that kind of uh, freedom is not available. Uh, not where I used to live and not anywhere else in the world. America is distinct. America is the exception to the rule when it comes to that. And thank God for that. Absolutely. Literally, thank God for that. So I have to ask you, what is it like to be, I think, the only author ever in history who a sitting president has tweeted about your book, Green Card Warrior? What is that like? That has to be just like mountaintop stuff right there. Uh, Yeah, look, it really is. Uh, It was an incredible day, the 3rd of March, 2017. It'll go down forever, I guess. (laughs) <laughs> uh, it was the first time that a sitting president of the United States has ever endorsed a book. And, uh, you know, I, I, he saw me on television. He liked what he saw. He'd read the book. And he decided to go out there and, and let the world know that Green Card Warrior was a must-read and uh, and that I was a great American. And so um, the really funny part that not many people know about, and I'm really excited to, to share with your listeners, is what happened 35 or 40 minutes after that tweet had been published by the president. So I don't, contrary to most people who do the kind of work that I do, I really don't like social media. I'm on Facebook, but Twitter is something that I've never really embraced, and quite frankly, I don't really have much time for. Mm -hmm. But when the president of the United States goes on there and, and, and pays you such a wonderful compliment, you kind of have to get on there and figure out how how to respond. Exactly. Say thank you. And so I was in the I was in the process of working out how to say thank you. And uh, this is about 35, 40 minutes later. I'm sitting on my couch in my in my living room at home. And uh, and all of a sudden, while I'm logged on to Twitter on my laptop, my page starts lighting up with notifications. Donald J. Trump just favorited your tweet. Donald J. Trump just favorited your tweet. Donald J. Trump just favorited your tweet. He was going through every single, and I use it so sporadically because I don't like it. He was even liking tweets from 2013 and 2014. Wow. So literally it was just surreal <laughs> to be sitting on my on my couch at home, uh, you know, and, and have the president of the United States uh, going through all of my, my tweets. And, and I could just imagine. I mean, he would say, oh, I, yeah, I like this guy. So I agree with that. And, yeah, I like that. And that's exactly. great. Yeah. So. That's fantastic. What an awesome day that must have been. I've got goosebumps just thinking about that. And what an incredible time in history that we live in that, you know, it used to be seven degrees of separation. I don't think there's even that many now because – of social media, and that the president can be sitting, I don't know where he would have been, maybe he's uh, in his living room. Maybe he's... Yeah, on the bathroom, in the living room. Yeah, exactly. Somewhere. Let's don't go there. <laughs> he's, <laughs> like, he's like, yeah, this Nick guy, he's pretty good. I'm going to like that tweet. But it's amazing. What were you going to say, Dan? Nick, I don't normally say it's, people deserve something, but you, you did deserve that because, you know, we have citizens, natural-born citizens that do nothing. Mm-hmm. And you, you put effort into this. And not trying to change things, but to keep things right. And and I appreciate it. And I'm sure that people like the president appreciate it, too, because you're working hard to 
to keep our rights safe. Well, I really appreciate it. And look, yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't understand these people that come to America that want to make it like the place they left. I know. I mean, it just, it makes no sense to me at all. I mean, you, you come somewhere because that place is better. Well, we have it from state to state, right? We have people come over from California to Arizona because they're tired of the oppressive laws and restrictions in California, and then they sit there and start voting the exact same way, and we're like, what are you thinking? Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. And, and so, I mean I, I mean, I came here because this is the greatest country in the history of the world. I came here because there are opportunities and possibilities that are not open uh to me anywhere else in the world except the United States. I came here because personality has yet to be downsized. It's still the most politically incorrect country in the world. Um, it's <laughs> we love still a that. Place that's a bastion of traditional values, and, at least in, in significant uh, parts of the nation. And so I, uh, you know, I want to keep it that way, and I want to actually restore it back to what it used to be. I mean, that's really my my goal. You see. The left are all about, the only way that the left loves America is what they think they might be able to transform it to. Mm-hmm. That's the only kind of affection they have for America. It, it's, a, it's, a, it's a work in progress for them. Mm-hmm. But for us, we love America as it is and as it was. Mm-hmm. And that's a much more genuine love. Well, I can't agree with you more. And I'm so excited that after we've chatted so many times uh, on the air and, you know, texted or whatever on the side every once in a while that I'm actually going to get to meet you in person on May 6th out at the Ben Avery Clay Target Center. And uh, anyone listening that's in the, the area in Arizona and wants to come out and be a part of that dinner and get a chance to meet the author of Green Card Warrior, the one and only book that's ever been tweeted about by a sitting American president, uh, Nick Adams. You can go to ASRPA.com and buy your tickets. And Nick, thank you so much for taking the time to hop on here and talk to us a little bit this morning. Oh, it's my absolute pleasure, Cheryl. And I will just say one other thing, that my books will be available for purchase and signing. Uh, at the event on the 6th of May. So if you want to come and get a personalized signed copy of Green Card Warrior or my other two best-selling books, Retaking America and The American Boomerang, uh, you can certainly do that on the night. So the other thing I'd like to say is please go on to read more about my nonprofit Flag. Uh, you can go on web. The website is flagusa.org. That's flagusa.org. Fan. Fantastic. Thank you again so much, Nick. We will see you soon. God bless you guys. Thank you for all you do. Bye now. Bye now. God bless you as well. All right. So again, if you want to be a part of that dinner, it is the Arizona State Rifle and Pistol Association annual dinner. It's being held at the Ben Avery Clay Target Center at 5060 West Skeet Street in Phoenix, Arizona at 5 p.m. on Saturday, May 6th. You will get to meet That man we were just talking to, the author of Green Card Warrior, Nick Adams. You will also get to hear from Buzz Mills. He's the owner of Gunsight Academy. And also, our next guest coming up right after this, Maj Ture, the founder of Black Guns Matter, will also be at that dinner and saying a few words to us. 
going to be an amazing night. You do not want to miss this lineup. ASRPA.com for your tickets. All right, stick around because right after this, we do have Mr. Maj Teray, founder of Black Guns Matter. I'm Rob Morse. Defending your life is frightening enough, but you and your family might face financial ruin as you have to defend yourself from our legal system. Protect yourself by joining the Armed Citizens Legal Defense Network. Network members enjoy financial and legal assistance if they defend themselves in a legitimate self-defense situation. I'm a member. Use the tracking code Paul when you join me at armedcitizensnetwork.org. Don Collier here, letting you know that you won't get fool's gold at Potty Gold Auction. They're the genuine article. Potty Gold Auctions off guns, coins, jewelry, and antiques of every kind. Stop in and see my friends Dan and Cheryl Todd in Avondale, Arizona for some live auction action. Or check them out on the web at pottygoldestate.com. And we're back with Cheryl Todd talking about the huge gun buying event at azfirearms.com. Oh, AZ, I get it, as in Arizona. Yes, but... Oh, or AZ, as in everything from A to Z. Well, yes, that too. But what I'm telling everybody about is that azfirearms.com is having a huge gun buying event to buy your old firearms all across Arizona and everything from A to Z. That's great news. See, my grandpa left me an old shotgun and it's just sitting on a closet shelf at home. So I can bring that into azfirearms.com and sell my gun. Absolutely. AZFirearms.com buys, sells, trades, and even consigns your old firearms. Any vintage, any style, military, long guns, handguns, hunting, or home protection. Single items or entire collections. We offer the highest value for your used firearms in a safe and friendly environment, staffed by knowledgeable people. AZFirearms.com is Knoll Town Avondale off I-10 and Dysart Road. Come on down to the huge gun buying event every day through the end of the month at the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. And for all your firearm and ammo needs, visit AZFirearms.com. Welcome back to Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are sponsored by azfirearms.com, your nationwide hometown gun shop. Well, as promised, our next guest today is the founder of Black Guns Matter, which is our theme today, Mr. Maj Teray, the founder, again, of Black Guns Matter, which is coming to Arizona on Cinco de Mayo, the 5th of May, as part of the inaugural 50-state tour to help urban communities learn their gun rights and responsibilities. Welcome to the show, Maj. Hey, Cheryl. How are you? Great. Yeah, I'm so glad to have you. And Dan's here, too. Maj, welcome. Hey, what's up, Dan? Hey, it's it's good. Welcome to the show. And you know that Cinco de Mayo in Arizona means the first day of 105 degrees, right? (laughs) (laughs) Look, I'm so ready. I love the sun. Like, everybody that's from there is like, yeah, you say that till you get here. Uh Uh-huh. yeah, it's, it's, I haven't. I actually haven't. Other than Vegas, but Vegas is a little bit different because I just usually go into whatever building. Mm-hmm. But um, other than Vegas, I've never really experienced like desert heat. But I, I'm kind of like trying to get like the 20 minute natural tan. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I think you'll enjoy it because it's not it's not humid yet. It's mm-hmm. so it's going to be. It's not. I think you guys will like it. You know. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I'll be interested to see if you're like, okay, never mind, or you're really, really loving it. Because there are people here that they say, oh, I can't wait for the summer to hit. And I'm like, 
I've lived here my whole life, and I think every year I cringe a little bit more. But <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. So Cinco de Mayo. So that's the fifth of May, and that's the date that we chose to um, host you, have you come out, and actually be at azfirearms.com, the biggest little gun shop in Arizona, and teach your class. And so, you know, what? why did we pick a day like that? What would be significant in the world of firearms or laws or rights? Or why would those two things tie together? Well, for one, um, the, the least of the most two important is... Uh, Guys that like guns like to drink normally, so that's one. <laughs> Let's um, start with the important stuff first. It's liquor, I, yes. Um, but outside of that, Cinco de Mayo is a great time for people to understand that there's, there can be situations where small, and I, I want to briefly touch this because I, I always encourage people to do a little bit more research than what I share with them or anybody shares. Absolutely. You know, and in Cinco de Mayo, there was a classic example of a David and Goliath situation. You know, there can be scenarios where armed, small amounts of armed people can defend against extreme, you know, a lot, uh, much larger groups. Um, and that's the case in Cinco de Mayo. So really, significantly, um, it's, it's a time for people to be, you know, um, people obviously are a little bit more jolly when they're eating and drinking or being married. Um, and just it's, it's a great opportunity to try to align yourself with, you know, historical milestones, because then you can bring a little bit more attention, you know, someone that may not be paying attention to it April the 5th, because it's all the way around, they'll be paying attention to those, you know, scenarios on uh, May the 5th, you know, so it's always good to align things like that, or at least I try to, you know, um, uh, I try to do things and people are like, oh, well, we're going to do, do you want to do it on a holiday? Sure we do, because people's alertness to information um, is a little, in my experience, is a little bit more up. But Cinco de Mayo is a classic example of that. And that's, that's, that's in essence, a reminder for us to think about, you know, the founding fathers and, and situations like that where they didn't have massive armies. They did not, not at the time. You know, and you fast forward a few hundred years and we have the most powerful military force in the world. So if these things don't take a thousand years. You know, and it can start from small, you know, cadres of people, small groups of people willing to fight and resist against things that they don't want in their life. You know, and so having having it around those days or those types of, you know, uh, situations, especially because a lot of times those are little known facts. It's always good, you know, to create a new wrinkle in your brain by creating a new thought or a new um, piece of knowledge. So, you know, that's what we're going to do. Maj, there's a lot of people that are still living under rocks, and could you kind of give them a, a clue of what uh, Black uh, Black Guns Matter is? Yeah, Black Guns Matter, we're a firearm safety and training organization. Um, first, lately I've, I've been getting a little bit of uh, critique or criticism from people, that, you know, so I want to be very clear. I am an advocate and an activist. Um, I am not a marksman. I am not a, uh, a military law enforcement I am not a instructor. I am just a person that created an organization that recognized that there was a need for more information. So because of that, Black Guns Matter, we're a firearm safety and training organization that goes around the country and links with other, you know, locations and generates the energy for uh, the demographic that quite honestly, you know, if we're going to have real talk, my demographic, the hood, the urban environments in America have the worst gun control laws. And it's not helping. And the politicians for a very long time have lulled that demographic, our demographic, to sleep. 
Um, so because of that, we're trying to wake that sleeping giant up. We're talking about 10, 20, 30, maybe 50 million Americans across the country that have been left out of the Second Amendment conversation, uh, sometimes by their own doing, you know. So our job is we go around, we link, you know, urban demographics uh, primarily, but not limited to, with um, experienced trainers, lawyers, uh, instructors, gun shops like, you know, the biggest little gun shop in the country, azfirearms.com. We, we link up with places that, you know, may not even know how to reach this demographic, not because they don't want to interact and share and spread two-way knowledge, but it's been such a, there's been a doozy put on urban America to make them think that if you have the firearm, you got to be the bad guy or you got to be law enforcement or ex-military. And that's just not true, you know? So what we do is we go around, we, we link people with other people, we generate that energy. We translate because, you know, as we know, well, not us now, but, you know, in the beginning, when you're being put on the path with firearms, that language can be extremely, you know, complicated. And if you don't have somebody that is patient enough or understands your demographic to translate that to you, it can be, you know, it can be daunting. And sometimes people get frustrated and they leave it alone. Ah, that's not for me. No, it actually could be for you, but you just didn't have, you know, the translation piece. Right. So that's I think what that. We- Oh, excuse me, I'm sorry. I think there's a lot of people, a lot of gun shops that don't know how to do that. And also yep. there's a lot in the community that don't. Yeah, they, they don't because there's, there's an active, uh, for, for some time now, there's an active uh, agenda to make sure that, I mean, we're just going to be, I'm going to be very brutally honest and, and harsh this morning with y'all. All right, there's I'm a, sitting down, I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, there's a deliberate attempt to make sure that people from urban demographics, whether they're white, black, Spanish, Italian, it doesn't matter. It's a it's a deliberate attempt to make sure that racism still thrives. The reason why racism and ignorance about Second Amendment rights has to thrive in order for those uh, small-minded people that are in positions of power to maintain a lion's share of the power, they have to keep people separate and not speaking the same language. It's like the Tower of Babel. Mm. You have to have people speaking completely different languages so they never build. They never finish building. That's mm. how you keep people under your thumb. So when you go into a gun store, and, you know, because I've been a victim of it, you go into a gun store, you don't speak the language, you know, you, you, you don't know the, you know the safety code, so you, you ask the person, hey, can I see the clip? Right there, that person behind the counter goes, oh, my God. Mm. Now, that person feels like, okay, this person's about to waste my time, and they may not be wanting to waste your time, they just don't speak the language. But there was somebody on both ends telling these both persons through conditioning over time by the media, just a bunch of pile of tricks to continue to make those people think, oh, that, that, that guy that's coming in the store with the hoodie on, he's, he's probably going to try to rob you. Mm-hmm. That guy, you know, behind the counter, he's a white guy. He's probably a, a member of the Ku Klux Klan. Mm-hmm. He's one of those, you know, Republican rednecks. and He doesn't like you anyway. No <laughs> conversation happens. When no conversation happens, everybody sticks to their same false ideology, if they have one. My job, our job, is to make sure that we break that. Because, like, you're right, a lot of those stores do not know how to reach that demographic because they aren't even aware that that demographic doesn't have the knowledge. That's how deep it gets. They aren't even aware that this demographic, it's like saying, what do you mean you feel disenfranchised? We're in America. What are you talking about? It's, mm. it's so foreign of a concept that that doesn't even pop into their mind. If this person doesn't speak the language, if you say rimfire cartridge, they'll go, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> it's at that extreme. So our job is to, you know, bridge that gap through information and education. So gun show, uh, gun store 
etiquette is probably something that the gun shops need to know and that the customer walking in the door needs to know to make it a little easier to, to make these transactions. Yes, and to be perfectly honest, yes, both sides do need to know the gun shop, gun shop etiquette. But to be perfectly honest, the onus and the responsibility to a certain extent on the business, it falls more on the business owner because right. that's how you develop the demographic, and that's going to be your paper. Because if you got an additional 500,000 people in your city that aren't even thinking about a firearm, but if they were just they, they were made to feel comfortable and they were made to feel like they went into a store, even though they didn't purchase anything the first time, you know, you might have told them, hey, I'm willing to help you, but you don't know what type of firearm you want yet. So here's my guy. He has a rental range over here at pop, 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 pop. Take mm-hmm. a few of those firearms. Come back and let's talk about which one made you feel what. Doing that is going to be so much more impactful for that store sales because that person feels like, okay, they weren't just trying to get me in, get the gun of the day or the month and get them, get me out of here. They quote unquote sacrificed the sale to make sure that I was educated. That's how you build brand loyalty. That's how you get people. And and it sounds like a, a gimmicky sales tactic, but it's not, it's actually just customer service. So when I say, you know, um, the, the responsibility to a certain extent falls on the, the business owner. I get it. And, and, and that person has to go, has to understand you have to accept for a quick minute that there's a demographic that has been under a certain level of conditioning. All of us in America has until we get out of that matrix. Mm-hmm. I was told, you know, don't go over You don't what the NRA, what U S concealed carry association. What, what, why would you do that? That's for, when people say things like, oh, that's for white people, mm. it's like, what are you talking about? The entire earth is mine. What yeah. do you mean? Ex- you know, and exactly. we and, and having a bunch of that thought process, you can't control those type of Americans. So my, our job is to, on both sides of the county, inform and empower the, the seller and inform and empower the, the buyer and develop and foster that relationship. Then we get into the concept of, Okay, this person, uh, this, these groups of people from both sides of the counter now can further, because to be perfectly honest, the person on the, the sales side of the counter probably understands the Second Amendment, probably does. You know, so if we're about expanding, it's the responsibility of both of those people. But at the same time, when that starts to happen, now you have on both sides of that counter, per se, you have people that are more understanding of Second Amendment, human rights, the Bill of Rights. And you creating good citizenship, and good citizenship turns into great business. Well, Maj, I'm proud to say that AZ Firearms uh, sure is on that right train because we don't right. sell a gun uh, to a customer until they're ready to buy a gun. And we uh, right. have a lot of people walk out the door, and sometimes they don't come back. But right. we're on that. But we do have, I think everybody has difficulties. I mean, um, we're in what you would call the hood. Our shop is in a uh, area that is a very mixed... Yeah, you- Right, right. And I see in that neighborhood there is a great need for people to own firearms. Mm -hmm. And I recognize that. But I have to say, honestly, and we could probably go on the next part of the show and talk more about this, but it's sometimes difficult when a group of any type of person, could be white, could be black, and they come in as a group of four or five, it can Mm -hmm. be intimidating and so having this gun sh- uh, store etiquette could help both sides. Absolutely. It, it definitely will help both sides. But again, 
this word cultural, that a part of our classes we deal with culturally and philosophically from an urban demographic, the things that are, you know, that we find normal that other people don't find normal. Right. For example, um, I think we were talking about this one time before. Mm-hmm. If it's wintertime especially, and obviously the winter in Phoenix is a little bit different than the winter, <laughs> the, the, the winter bit, in Philly. Yeah, a little bit. But if, but if I'm, if I'm in, a, in a different economic class, right, and I, I go to work, you know, I, I take public transportation, um, it's cold. My, and if, especially if I'm a guy, guys generally don't wear gloves. We don't wear gloves and we, a lot of times, and a lot of times we don't carry umbrellas. So I have, I have on a hoodie. The hoodie's practical. Now, I want to go into this gun shop, but my hands are cold because my train or bus stop was five blocks away, but it's on my way to my house. So I step in and see. My hands are cold. They're in my hoodie. The hoodie is the standard. I mean, like in the hood, it's, yo, it's cold out. It's about to be hoodie season. That's a literal term in the hood. <laughs> hoodie season. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So with that being the case, now, if you don't speak that, because that's where the other side of the counter doesn't speak the language, you know? Mm-hmm. And if you don't speak the language, you don't understand that process of why he got his hands in his pocket. And you may falsely assume that he got the gun in his pocket or in his, in his hands in the hoodie. And it's not the case. And then energetically, you tense up. And then that person tenses up. And now they leave the situation thinking, oh, that person was racist. Mm-hmm. Then you leave the situation thinking, I tensed up and I stopped that guy from robbing. Mm. Neither one of those scenarios were accurate. Fear. Wow. You're so right. Fear. You're, you are really right. Hey, listen, I got a break for commercial real quick, but you're going to stick around with us, right? Yep. Fantastic. We got a lot more to talk about with the founder of Black Guns Matter, Maj Ture, including the fact that he's coming to Phoenix on Cinco de Mayo, May 5th in Avondale at 215 East Western Avenue in Avondale. And we're going to tell you how to buy tickets for that as soon as we come back. Don Collier here, letting you know that you won't get fool's gold at Potty Gold Auction. They're the genuine article. Potty Gold Auctions off guns, coins, jewelry, and antiques of every kind. Stop in and see my friends Dan and Cheryl Todd in Avondale, Arizona for some live auction action. Or check them out on the web at polygoldestate.com. Auctions take place the first and third Tuesday of every month and are full of a great mix of antiques, collectibles, jewelry, guns, and coins. Visit our beautiful air-conditioned showroom off the I-10 at Dysart Road at 215 East Western Avenue in historic downtown Avondale. You will find a friendly and knowledgeable staff, comfortable chairs, and we even serve free birthday cake at every auction. Or bid from the comfort of your home at potofgoldestate.com. Don't miss out. Everything is going, going, gone at potofgoldestate.com. Hey, everybody, this is Joey Rocket Shoes Dylan, world champion gunslinger and Hollywood gun coach. In the Westerns, there's always a good guy and a bad guy and sometimes the ugly guy. And I always root for the good guy, which is why I'm here to tell you about the good folks over at azfirearms.com. They are straight shooters and always give you the best deal in town. azfirearms.com is the biggest little gun shop in Arizona and have something for every single gun enthusiast. Long guns, pistols, hunting 
military, law enforcement, home protection, you name it. And when you've got some guns to sell or trade in and trade up, azfirearms.com are the folks to see. Geez, they bought a cannon once. They are family-owned and operated, friendly staff, courteous, totally reliable. azfirearms.com will give you the best value for your used guns. So stop in, see my friends Dan and Cheryl Todd at azfirearms.com in Old Town Avondale off the I-10 and Dysart Road and tell them Joey Rocket Shoes Dylan sent you. Thank you for sticking around. You are with Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are sponsored by azfirearms.com, the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. And we have been talking with the founder of Black Guns Matter, Maj Ture. And Maj, are you still with us? Yeah, I'm here. Fantastic. So we are actually hosting one of your classes at AZ Firearms on May 5th. That's Cinco de Mayo at our shop in Avondale. And I promised before the break that we would tell people how they can purchase their tickets because we really anticipate this is going to be uh, a sold out uh, event. We think it's going to be mm-hmm. standing room only and we'd hate to see anybody get shut out. Mm-hmm. So well, we-, <clears throat> we started this thing where we, we're doing, a, um, we try to get everybody to, um, to register now. The classes are free, but there is a $5 registration fee. Now, the $5 registration fee is uh, because we, there's a lot of people, the flyer that we just put on um, our official uh, Facebook page has uh, reached, I think, over 32,000 people. With that being the case, out of those 32,000 people, obviously there's going to be some interest. We want the people that want to learn to have a seat, to be able to come in and, you know, get the information, share, you know, politics, whatever. Mm-hmm. With that being the case, if you register, it is a $5 registration fee. If you show up, you get the 5 bucks back in cash, so the class is still free. If you don't show up, I'm getting coffee and donuts with your $5. That's happening. <laughs> I love it. And it's so, Dunkin' Donuts, people, of course, right? Absolutely. The mm. reason why we do this is because we don't want people to miss out that actually want the information. In the beginning phase of anything, you're in an embryonic stage. All of the information, all of the, everything matters. So we would hate for people to register and then not show up. You know, taking a space from somebody that does definitely need the information and the knowledge. So what we've done is we have an event for right page. Um, for this one, it's BGM, B, the letter BGM, phoenix.eventbrite.com. That's on our uh, our social media. That's on our website, officialblackgunsmatter.com. Uh, it's on, you know, I'm pretty sure it's going to be in the post. I saw a post yesterday, actually. You guys posted it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so everybody can just hit the link. takes two seconds. Bam, you got your location, um, and, you know, you're in there. So everybody can, you know, come learn, share, fellowship, whichever way you want to call it. Um, and that's that's really the, the, the way that we can uh, accommodate everyone, um, keep people that are genuinely serious about starting this path, um, putting them on that path, and, and just making sure that everybody is comfortable because it's a lot of information to take. Absolutely. So, you know, I wanted to touch back on something you were talking about in the the previous segment, and you were saying that you're catching a little bit of pushback or heat or flack from people that are, they're minimizing 
what value you are bringing to the Second Amendment uh, community and to uh, teaching people about, you know, it, the fact that it even belongs to them. They've been separated from it. So many of us have been separated from the idea that the Constitution is just this thing that was written a long time ago by a bunch of old guys and doesn't have anything to do with my life. And so you're catching pushback about the work you're doing because you're not a marksman or a hunter or something like that. Well, you know what? Me neither. Me neither. Right. I, I am co-owner of a gun shop. I do not know the equipment. My name is Cheryl Todd. I got my hand up. My name is Cheryl Todd and I do not know the equipment, but you know what? I hire people who do. I hire right. amazing people who are able to serve the community because my gifts and talents are in a different realm. Does that make right. me less than? Well, exactly. I don't think so. At all. It doesn't make you less than. And that's the thing. I, I play to what you know the strengths and weaknesses are, like Henry Ford. Henry Ford clearly built and had ideas that changed the entire world, no doubt about it. However... He wasn't, you know, he understood the process and people, and he made a great product, you know. With that being the case, it, 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 certain skill sets that I have because of my environment, mm-hmm. I have no problem. I've been around death and, and murder and, and how to get for cover and how to return fire. All These are things that are, if you're in certain elements in urban America, you, you become very familiar with it. You speak that language real quick. Mm. But my skill set... <clears throat> in that regard, are dealing in trauma mm-hmm. and dealing in, you know, there's a great book called On Killing, you yes. know, that psychologically, how does someone get comfortable with the concept of somebody that went through an actual war? Mm. You know, those are my skill sets, as well as my ability to bring people together because I'm fearless. I don't, I don't suffer from the, oh, that's for white people. Oh, that's for black people. Oh, that's only for Spanish people. That's only for Asian I don't suffer from that. So because of that, I'm able to see things in spaces, and a lot of the guys and women in our organization are able to see things from those spaces and maneuver accordingly. That's the biggest thing that's missing in the Second Amendment community. We treat um, the the, ur- the second the two way community and the urban demographic. We treat it like a feeder fund. We have to get new people in because those people are going to go past the starting point up the ladder. As they go up the ladder, you need fresh blood. Mm-hmm. You need new feet. You need new feeder funds. You need new money, new energy, new currency, new current, new vibe. Now there happens to be 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 million people that could be completely new people. Even if we only get half of that 50 million, if it's 25, how great is that for American business? You know. Absolutely. So that's my skill set to be able to look at it that way. Does that mean that I can't shoot? No, it doesn't mean that. It just means that I believe that concealed is concealed. You're never going to see me with a firearm, mm-hmm. ever, mm-hmm. especially with the work that I'm doing. As we travel around the country, in some places, I legally can't carry. They don't have reciprocity. Right, which you know? is something we so, need to work on, people listening. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. You know, so those guys that are saying those things, um, I won't mention their names because they're not worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, they're listening, though. You're not worth it because you've been doing something for 20 years and, A, you weren't humble enough to say, I need to try a different approach. Mm. You're not worth it because you've been doing something for 20 years, but a a chunk of that time that you've been doing the work, 
you've been still separating and, and dividing people, dividing in a subset already. That's a subset that we're trying to get into the mainstream. And until you change those concepts, a lot of this work that we're doing is dealing with people. All of it is. And if you can't interact with people and you can have all of the knowledge in the world, if you're a jerk, no one is listening to you. Well, you know, so that's the truth. Those guys are the, right. You know, so those guys that are doing those things, you know, that's, that's, that's cool. I mean, we still going to make the progress that we're making, you know, and the people see the difference. The people see the difference. They, I mean, and, and again, you know, I'm, I'm, we're dealing with 70-year-old women that are afraid of firearms. I cannot leave with the firearm with that 70-year-old woman. I cannot. 70-year-old man that's afraid of firearms. Exactly. I cannot leave with that. Exactly. You know, so. And so you could turn to the, the people that are giving you pushback, and maybe they are a marksman, and you could say, well, you know what? You don't even know how to translate. You are not right. even an ambassador. You are not right. a connector. You're not a networker. So, you yep. know, if they want to play the limitation game, then it could go both ways because that, that ability to use language and use personality and use warmth and all those things that you do to reach out to people and pull them in, that mm -hmm. is, that's the key to the future. Okay, then go right. learn how to be a marksman. Good for you. Right. But if you don't have this other thing, then you're going to be the only guy out there on the range all by yourself, you know, hitting the bullseye every time with your eyes closed. Big whoopee-doo for you, right? Right. And here's the funny thing about that. And the demographics that we're talking about, because primarily for me, firearms is about self-defense, for me. Um, my problem doesn't come at 100 yards away. My self-defense mm. situation is probably three to five yards away from me. So true. You know what I mean? So my, my skill set, do I enjoy shooting? Absolutely. Do I love guns? Absolutely. However, some of the things that, you know, you got to sacrifice the few for the many. My few pursuits, I, I used to shoot four times a week. I live up the street from a gun range. Literally, I can walk to the gun range. My job now in, in forming and, and traveling the country and, and linking people with, that are, with other people that are far smarter than me, far wiser, far more technically advanced. And there's no ego in that. They put 30 years of their life on the line to this. Mm -hmm. By doing that, it's, it's, it's made me not be able to shoot as much. It's made me not be able to, you know, go, I love going to the movies. I have not been to the movies in a very, you know, a, a period of time. Some of those sacrifices have to be made, mm -hmm. you know, and that's how you build nations. That's how you literally make America great, you know. Absolutely. So my individualistic things, I'll be able to get to them because then I can say, okay, well, maybe I didn't go get to go to the range four times this week. But, man, I was in Phoenix on Cinco de Mayo and the 6th having dinner with great people. Then I came back to Philly. I had another class three days after that or two days after that. You know, I'm able to link so many of these people. I was in Miami on the, in the tropical sun because of the work. So mm. what, what compromises, what better compromise could you have, and how could I ever complain about that? Absolutely. My mind wonders, because I'm like 60, over 60 years old, <laughs> But, you know, through these Squirrel. conversations, I, I'm listening to what you're having to say. And, you know, as I want to tell all the small gun shops to wake up because mm -hmm. if we don't give a welcome hand to everyone, they're going to go to the big box stores where they feel a little yep. bit more comfortable because they can look at clothes and then gradually go over to the gun department and mm -hmm. buy a gun. Yep. And, and so yep. we're losing that market because 
we're being um, we're, we're we have a close sign on our front door to a, a lot of minorities. Yep, and the thing is, psychologically, you're reinforcing a stereotype that needs to die. And right. if you hold on to that stereotype, you should die along with it, mm-hmm. because the stereotype and the false narrative is on purpose designed to keep people separate. You know. And I promise you, is, is there going to be a jerk? Have I met white jerks, black jerks, Spanish jerks? Yes, yes. They're everywhere. Mm-hmm. But they're, they're far and few in between in the love and positivity and honest, genuine people that you meet in every, you know, ethnic background, you know. So those guys, they, you know, like when I was at a gun store in Atlanta, and it, was, it, was, it looked like Whole Foods. The people were so nice and mm-hmm. supportive and all those. And I'm like, wow, okay, this is cool. Now, it was a $10 million facility, so maybe they're not tripping over, you know, the profit margins. I'm probably sure not too much. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, the reason why they probably were able to even get to that point was because of the fact that they had the same type of approach that you guys had. You mm-hmm. have a, hey, come in, learn. You may not want to buy something right now, but better than you buying something right now is you having the thought process necessary to make a legitimate purchase and continue and, and keep you on that path. That's always going to turn into return business. The irony is, you know, I used to sell sneakers at a, you know, a big box chain store. Every so often, people that, you know, like assistant managers made over a certain amount for the store or kept their multiples up, they would fly them out to like Oregon, Nike town, you know, and, or they would have meetings with, you know, the, the, the marketing people and the sales people from Adidas or Nike or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I learned so much about in sales, it's not necessarily the sale. Mm-hmm. It's the interaction mm-hmm. and it's the product knowledge. Mm-hmm. So if we're interacting and you, I know everything there is to know about this particular shoe. I know who designed that Jordan, Tinker Hatfield. I know how many Jordans he designed. So when you're asking about, and you don't even know the name of the shoe, and I have the product knowledge, and I go, oh, you're talking about the one that got the patent leather around it with the white on top? Yeah. Oh, yeah, those are the Concords. They're size 11. What you, what you, uh, what you, what you do with You playing or it's for fashion? Yeah, it's for fashion, yeah, because if you was going to play ball with them, I, that's a kind of a low top, so I would get this one because of X, Y, and Z. There's a conversation there mm-hmm. that's rooted in customer service, and it's rooted in product knowledge. I don't have to sell you. I'm going to help you. And you're go- then you're going to walk away from that with feeling fuller. Then, and that translates, that concept translates into every form of business, every form. So you you're know? saying that there's other kind of shoes besides Crocs out there? <laughs> yep. It's Whoa. hard to believe, but those are out there. Oh, Dan and your Crocs. Dan, oh, man. You, I got to ask you this, Dan. Listen, what I actually posted this. We were going back and forth about this. On my uh, social media, I hate sandals, but I do not understand Crocs. What, <laughs> I mean, what is going on with it? Is, okay. it, is, it, is it? is it a slipper? Why is it rubber? And why does it have holes in it? Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Now, right, wait, wait. We're not talking about the play school Crocs. I've got, okay. I got shoes. His are like loafers. They're slip-on loafers. They weigh about a half an ounce. And when you're, okay. again, when you're 60... When you have okay. a shoe that's only weighs a half an ounce, you feel 49. Okay? Right. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Oh, man. But I, James uh, Brand had to weigh in on that. My son-in-law will not even come close to me when I'm wearing my Crocs. Now, I don't wear those ones with the holes. I Those are for outer space or something. I don't. I don't actually. See, and I, thought, I 
thought those were the only ones because I'm like, somebody told me, well, they're water shoes. And I'm like, well, if they're water shoes, they're sliding right off of your feet. Yeah. And they're like, no, they're, they're supposed to be waterproof. And I'm like, well, there's a hole in them. So how does that work? Well, that's for <laughs> older people that have moles on their feet. Oh, my goodness. Okay, we're going to reel this right back in. Okay. <laughs> Oh, man. I can just see how this is going to go when uh, when but you get here, Maj. When you come to Phoenix, if we have time, we'll go to a croc show, a store, and I'll show you what the kind of crocs that are comfortable and cool to I wear. I need to understand this. I'm with right. you. I need to understand this. Oh, my goodness. Okay. They need so, a little love, too, you know. I want to reel it back in. I want to talk about when you are coming and, and whether or not we're going to go to a croc store. That's uh, debatable, but... <laughs> Everybody that wants to come out on Cinco de Mayo to Avondale to hear your class and be a part of your class and take their selfie with you, how are they going to, you know, we're selling tickets, you're selling tickets, but basically it is a free class. Tell us that again and how people can find out about that. Yeah, they can go to our Eventbrite page. It's BGM, Black Guns Matter, speak the letters, bgmphoenix.eventbrite.com. If that's too, you know, you might not remember that. You can go to our website, officialblackgunsmatter.com. The link's there, um, and you can register there. As well as um, you can go on my Instagram. My Instagram is Maj Ray. The link's right in my bio. Same thing on my Twitter. It's, it's all over the place. You know, it's on my Facebook and all that other stuff. Um, our other Facebook, Official Black Guns Matter underscore Maj Ray. Any way that you, you know, go there, you can basically, it's going to get you to the Eventbrite page, which is, again, bgmphoenix.eventbrite.com. Um, it just it takes a couple of seconds. Sign up. Um, you'll get your five bucks back unless you want to donate it. And that's another thing that we're doing. It's five dollars before or after the class. We usually have a stack of five just at the front, and whoever wants their five dollars back, they can get it or they can pay it forward. They can donate to the work that we're doing with the five bucks. If they want to wait till after the class to see if it was worth the five bucks, then they can donate it then. But we just want to make sure that everything's nice and transparent. We want to keep the classes free, but the $5 registration fee that we will give back. And we do take a bit of a hit on it because Eventbrite, when you sell tickets, they take a little percentage. Mm -hmm. So the purpose for us doing this is to make sure that people are actually, you're serious if you spend $5. And Mm -hmm. if something serious comes up that you can't make it, it's not that big of a deal for you to miss out on five bucks. Mm -hmm. And you kind of just paid it forward for somebody. But um, if you come, if you want the five bucks back, we'll give it to you. If you want to pay it forward and donate, you know, to our work, to our GoFundMe, whichever way. Uh, but again, it's, it's our Eventbrite page. It's BGM, uh, bgmphoenix.eventbrite.com. That's awesome. Okay, so you're going to be at our place. The class is going to be from, what do we say, 6.30 to about 8.30, right? This is on yep. Cinco de Mayo. It's at 215 East Western Avenue in Avondale, Arizona. And then... Since it is Cinco de Mayo, on our same street that night, there's going to be just up the way about a block, there's going to be a big Cinco de Mayo festival going on. So you could actually... I am getting trash. <laughs> and so you, everybody could just leave the class, walk up a block. There's all this food and fun. And, of course, there's going to be tequila because it's Cinco de Mayo. Yep. And music, and it's going to be amazing. I don't know how anybody could not want to invest five bucks in that and then just pay it forward. But uh, maybe they're going to need their five bucks back to go buy a, a margarita. I don't know. And, and and you know what? I will honor that. I will honor <laughs> your margarita money. I, I love it. 
And then the next day, we're trying to organize a, a live shoot class. We don't quite have that nailed down just yet uh, because a lot of our ranges out here are, you know, outdoors and it, the weather's great. And so we've got a lot of competitions going on. So we're, we're working on that piece of it. But then Saturday night, we've got the Arizona State Rifle and Pistol Association dinner. And you are one of our speakers and so yep. that is Saturday, May 6th at 5 p.m., and that's out at the Ben Avery Clay Target Center, speaking of shooting ranges. And so people can go to ASRPA.com and buy a separate ticket for that because that's a dinner. That's a, a whole different deal. But that's ASRPA.com and another opportunity to meet with Maj and uh, sit down in a room and have dinner. Yep, and I eat a lot. <laughs> I see your Instagram page. You make me jealous every single day. Because if I eat half of that, I couldn't fit through the doorway. So when I'm saying, again, I tell people all the time, I got a good three more years of this eating whatever you want. I'm fully aware of what happens with metabolism as you get older. So I'm just living life right now. It's the next, it's just one day you're 150 pounds and the next day you're 240. (laughs) Just overnight. (laughs) That is a true story. and then you go on a diet and you lose a quarter of a pound every week. Yeah, and then, then you start saying, you sound like Al Bundy, like, man, when I was in high school, I went to such and such. I was the, my abs, they, I didn't. Well, now you got, you know, all this uh, history on Instagram and Facebook, so you can actually back it up and go, see, look, I did have some guns on my arms, right? You know, but uh, for us, it's just stories. But I think we might have lost our feed. I think we might have lost you. Are you there? Oh, I think he's gone. But, you know, we're at the we're at the end of it anyway because we have got to break here and we've got to go to commercial. And we have got John Correa on the other side of this commercial. And John's going to be our in-house firearms instructor on the night of the class, the Black Guns Matter class and so that's where you will meet Maj Ture. So please go to bgmphoenix.eventbrite.com and get your tickets for the Cinco de Mayo Phoenix leg of the inaugural 50 state tour of Black Guns Matter. We are very much looking forward to, to seeing you out there. And uh, I'm sorry we lost the feed to Maj, but uh, really appreciate the time that he was on with us. Thank you so much, Maj, if you're listening. And we will see you in a couple of weeks on Cinco de Mayo. Stick around. Back with Cheryl Todd talking about the huge gun buying event at azfirearms.com. Oh, AZ, I get it as in Arizona. Yes, but... Oh, or AZ as in everything from A to Z. Well, yes, that too. But what I'm telling everybody about is that azfirearms.com is having a huge gun buying event to buy your old firearms all across Arizona and everything from A to Z. That's great news. See, my grandpa left me an old shotgun and it's just sitting on a closet shelf at home. So I can bring that into azfirearms.com and sell my gun. Absolutely. AZFirearms.com buys, sells, trades, and even consigns your old firearms. Any vintage, any style, military, long guns, handguns, hunting, or home protection. Single items or entire collections. We offer the highest value for your used firearms in a safe and friendly environment, staffed by knowledgeable people. AZFirearms.com is in Old Town Avondale off I-10 and Dysart Road. Come on down to the huge gun buying event every day through the end of the month at the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. And for all your firearm and ammo needs, visit AZFirearms.com. I'm Rob Morse from the Self-Defense Gun Stories podcast. Each week we share stories about men and women who saved lives. 
Now I am asking you to be a lifesaver as well. The Second Amendment Foundation protects our rights to keep and bear arms. They defend our rights in courts from coast to coast. Today, they need our help. Please go to saf.org and join the Second Amendment Foundation. That's saf.org. Be a part of the gold rush and head on down to see my friends at Pot of Gold Auctions in Avondale, Arizona. Or check out the auction online at potofgoldstate.com. These folks auction off guns, coins, jewelry, and antiques of every kind. Everything is going, going, gone. So you best hurry and tell them Don Collier sent you. 